successful women and men who are designing their version of a meaningful and prosperous life. Teresa Leftenant is a certified financial planner with 30 years experience as a financial advisor and wealth coach to women just like you. She is founder of ReinventingHer.com and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Teresa is a relationship with money expert and a reinvention mentor for women who are ready to create a life that makes their heart sing and their bank account swell. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. I believe fundamentally that our society has built multi-billion dollar industries assisting people from the outside in while ignoring one of the most fundamental elements of nature, the need to work from the inside out. There is a place for both, but it is a balance between mind, heart, body, and soul. And welcome to episode 53 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women to create their own version of a wealthy life. And as you heard, I've been a CFP and a wealth advisor for over 30 years, and women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence so they can build the financial resources they need to pursue their passions, explore who they are, express their inner talents, and live their personal dreams. So join us every week to hear my expert guests and I explore seven aspects of living a wealthy life, including financial and physical health and wellness, our professions and our career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships, and contribution and legacy. And I share about the inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on pursuing a wealthy life. So as you heard today's guest say at the beginning, our culture really is set up as an outside-in culture. It's our education system, our corporations, and even many of those success strategies that we learn, they convince us that we can have our dream life by taking our cues from what other people say and tell us to do, rather than listening to our own inner wise voice. So I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you today because my guest and I are both financial planning professionals, but we've had our own story, our own pathway to an epiphany. At some point, our life circumstances provided us with an opportunity to realize that in order to live the life of our dreams, we would need to learn who we are on the inside. We would need to maximize our very humanness in order to pursue what we defined as success and happiness. And I think the first big benefit from embracing an inside-out approach to life is that it gives us permission to determine our own definition of what happiness and success means to us instead of taking on someone else's definition. So think for a moment about the messages you received as a child of what you were supposed to think was important, of who you were supposed to become, and even who you were supposed to love. Now, luckily, our society is evolving and we hear a lot of different messages now than what we used to. But even as we debate whether those new messages make sense or not, 
we have been given more permission to pursue a life and a career that matches the talents that talents that we were born with and the interests that we develop as we grow up. More and more human beings are being accepted for their natural gender tendencies and for who they choose to love. In the past, when I was young, I wanted to be an actress as a child. I started acting when I was age seven, and I continued performing in theatrical productions throughout my growing up years into my 30s. But I gave up that dream of becoming a professional actress when I had to make my own way in the world. I didn't have the support or the understanding about what it would take to succeed financially as an actress. Luckily, that's quite different now for a lot of people who have that same dream. So I wonder, did that happen to you? Did you have one career choice when you were young and dreaming about what it would be like when you grew up, but you ended up choosing a different path once you had, you had to make a living? See, most of us really don't know how to make that leap from living those messages of what we should do and be to the newer messages of what we could do or be. We feel that inner yearning. We know somewhere deep down inside of us the direction that we're meant to go. But the hard part is giving ourselves permission to follow that intuition, that inner voice that whispers to us and tells us what the next step should be. So even if we make that choice to follow our inner yearning, our inner voice, we still do have to figure out how to manifest that choice in our daily life. Now, there's some of us, like my guest and I, who fumbled our way to figuring it out for ourselves, who we somehow managed to break through the fear, the resistance, the confusion, and turned our focus to listening to our inner voice. And then we developed a real purpose. Those of us who look back to the messes of our previous life and feel the fortune of the new life we've created, we are impassioned, fervent about teaching others about our experiences and what we learned that work for us. So I really think my guests and I have that in common. We don't rest and we won't rest until we teach as many people as we can what we learned about how to create a truly wealthy and joyful life. So my guest, Brad Berger, is a certified financial planner professional, an author, speaker, and a coach who has almost three decades of comprehensive financial planning, coaching, and career counseling experience. Previously, Brad served with an international financial planning firm, starting in private practice and culminating in a 17-year career as the director of advisor operations. But he recognized He wasn't living the advice he routinely gave to both clients and advisors to maintain a balanced and high quality of life. So he decided to return to private practice in 2008 in order to spend more time with his family and in his community. Brad joined a financial planning firm that is more holistically aligned, where he is currently a partner and practicing planner. Brad's own journey towards balance and self-development led him to expand his tools Brad became a master certified integrative life coach through Integrative Wellness Academy. He's the author of the book, Stop Trying to Keep Up with the Joneses. They're broke anyway, and is passionate about equipping people to live their ideal life. Brad also serves on the faculty of the Integrative Wellness Academy, 
Academy and is the head instructor and creator of the Holistic Life Planner Certification Course. That's a lot of really cool things you did, Brad. (laughs) Thank you for being on this show today. Wow, it's an honor to be on your show, (laughs) Teresa. Well, I just want to mention that you host your own radio show. You have for over four years. So, you know, I I think you're probably better at this than I am, but I'm going to do my best. Well, I I have a sidekick that keeps me straight. So it's uh, (laughs) kind of only half the effort. Yeah. See, when you do it yourself, then I can just make all the decisions. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I want to give our listeners just a little context. And that is for them to realize that you and I both are certified financial planner professionals. And that we both reached a point in our personal and professional lives where we understood that in order to have what we really wanted in our lives, we needed to figure out who we are and how we work as a human being. Now, of course, we took different paths, but ultimately we both decided that we wanted to study life coaching so that we could expand our profession, our financial planning services to include that for our clients. So, okay, give us some background. Tell us about what your journey looked like. Wow. Um, Okay. So I I guess the spark that really renewed my interest in my personal wellness and and well-being um, really focused on on a health issue. So it came during a series of of annual physical exams. I've, I've always been in very good shape. I take really good care of myself. Annual physicals are, for me, really annual. Um, but I began to wonder why it was that when I would see my doctor, um, it was only then that he would end up ordering labs. And then several weeks later, what I would get was this generic letter indicating that everything was normal accompanied by the lab results. And so uh, I looked at the lab results and what I noticed is that there were a couple of markers that were on the high side of the normal range. Um, in other words, it wouldn't take much potentially to push me into um, an area that I didn't want to be. A medical problem potentially. Yeah. I mean, it, for me, I'll just t- share with you. It's like, well, why is my cholesterol number the way that it is? Because it, it's just, you know, it's okay. But if I don't watch it, it's not going to be okay. Right. Um, so that was, th- that was the conversation that we, was ha- that we were having. So I changed things up. That's kind of my nature. Um, And I uh, asked my doctor, I said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to order my labs first. I'm going to come in and have my blood drawn. And then we're going to have something substantive to talk about when we get together. (laughs) Imagine What a great idea. Right. Imagine that. Um, And so after a couple of years of kind of keeping my areas of concern in check, but not making much progress, I asked my doctor why I was still kind of on the high side of normal and what we could do. Well, his immediate response was to prescribe medication. And for me, that was it. Mm. Um, There was absolutely no way that in my, at that time, early 40s, I was going to begin fixing my issues with pharmaceuticals. So Mm. I began seeing a naturopathic doctor. And following um, his retirement, I became a a patient of a well-known Pacific Northwest longevity practice that focused on just that, wellness, Mm -hmm. health, and longevity. What I found fascinating was the fact that the the premise of the clinic is that normal stinks. Um, Ah. And why? And that is because normal in a typical 65-year-old American means you're already in decline. Um, Mm -hmm. And so my goal and the goal of my physicians 
as I always kind of challenge them, is for me to be optimal decades past what our society perceives as the point of decline. So that's kind of the setup Mm -hmm. to this next part, which I think was really the turning point. So simultaneously during that time frame, a very good friend of mine by the name of Mark Pace, who founded the Vital Longevity Institute, was synthesizing 40 years of actuarial experience and personal Mm. coaching. And he was putting that into a revolutionary program. And what he did was he created a series of transformational learning exercises that assist in shifting mindset with regard to aging, to what's possible, and the action steps that are necessary to live a long, healthy, vital, impactful life. So I began using that program both personally and professionally with great results. So how much younger do you feel or do you think you are since you've been integrating, you know, this work? And of course, well, I notice. I'm sorry, Brad, what I really notice is the mindset shift, right? Because I think all of us are like, okay, we're going to live maybe if we're lucky into our 90s and um, we're probably going to start declining in our 60s. So, you know, how does that work for you? So uh, great question. Um, There is an actual exercise in the Vital Lifelong Alignment Program that talks about your vital age. Ah. My vital age is in my early 30s. And so my mindset, even though I'm decades older than that, my mindset is that's where I am. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, and and by the way, it's not a bad thing, but that's kind of where I'm stuck. Um, And I don't want to give the whole thing away, but that's a great place for me for the reasons that I developed that as my vital age to be stuck. Absolutely. You know, I think all of us wish we were younger because, (laughs) you know, you get the wisdom as you get older, right? But then your body uh, may not be able to do what you really want it to do. So I'm, I'm just so excited and curious about learning more about that. And so I think we're going to just take this moment to pause and have a little commercial break. So when we come back, Brad and I are going to talk about what's required to be, as he puts it, in the top 2% of the happiest and most successful people on the planet. So I'm pretty sure that that would be worth sticking around for. We'll be right back. What would it be like to be in the best shape of your life, both physically and mentally every day for the rest of your life? Have awesome relationships with the people you care most about, never having to worry about money again. What would it be like if you suddenly discovered you had 20 more years to live than you ever imagined? What would you do with those extra years of your life? What new big challenges would you take on? What would be next? Visit IdealLife360.com to rethink, redefine, and reinvent the best years of your life. Teresa Leftenant has been giving advice to women about their money for over 30 years. She teaches women to talk openly about money through virtual and live talking circles, where members come together in a spirit of trust, respect, and mutual support. Reinventing Her also provides workshops, speaking events, and transformational experiences to companies and organizations. If your group would like Teresa Leftenant to speak or facilitate a reinvention topic for your 
women's group. Learn more at reinventingher.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back, everyone. My guest is Brad Berger, who is a friend, a business associate, and he's also an author of a great book and so many other things that make him someone that we really want to listen to and learn from. So, Brad, let's start by uh, defining because your company, your life coaching company is called Ideal Life, right? And so we were talking about, you know, that um, event in your life that sort of brought you up short to, hey, I've got to do things differently. And that was a health issue. And so tell us what your definition of an ideal life is, because I want to see if it's close to my definition of what a wealthy life is. You bet. So um, ideal life 360, right? Because I think that there's, you know, it's, it's not one thing. It's right. everything, right? It's everything. So, yeah. um, and, and so I fundamentally believe that um, our society is, is a bit of a culprit here. Uh, mm-hmm. But among the things that they've done is they've built a multi-billion dollar industry assisting people from the, uh, the outside in while ignoring one of the most fundal elements of nature which is the need to work from the inside out. And as I always say, there's a place for both. You have to have both, but it's that balance between mind, body, heart, and soul um, that is part of part and parcel of living your ideal life. Right. I mean, that's the, what happened to you in terms of, and, and it happens to all of us when we go to our physician. I mean, we really need good medical care because we have a body and um, the physicians are like, here's the pill, the outside in, mm-hmm. as opposed to the inside out, which is how, how do I need to listen to my body so that I can make different decisions about what I eat, how I exercise. So it's, it's generated from knowing how we work and how our body works. Is that, is that how you see it? Yeah, I, I think, you know, again, the medical issue was just kind of the tip of the iceberg because what I, what I really discovered through this whole process is, is two elements. Number one is that concept where I went to a naturopath who basically, you know, said that our, um, the, the marker, right, the, the, the lab results, you don't want to look at that as mm-hmm. the measure. Um, again, it's a societal measure of what's, quote, normal. Mm-hmm. And then when he exposed to me that the definition of normal is the average 65-year-old American or the average 55-year-old or 45-year-old for, for, for you, right. it's like, do you want to be average? Because the answer is you don't want to be average medically in our country. If we took a, take a look at the rate of obesity and diabetes and, and all those sorts of things that, that exist out there, that's somewhat part of that normal. So, I mean, if you're just thinking, well, I'm okay, I'm normal. Um, and so that's why it really got to be this, this concept of being optimal, right? Decades beyond. And then it was Mark's research and the program that he put together that basically said, and we'll get into this, right? That, that says, wait, 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 we've got this all wrong. We've created a construct in, in, within our society that is, that is out of whack and out of reality. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. 
So, so what I'm hearing you say, as I was talking about in the beginning in the intro, is that we have new messages in our culture now, yes. and we have a choice to make. Are right. we going to listen to the old messages, or are we going to uh, push through our resistance of not believing because it's not something we've heard before? So, what you're talking about is a transformative message, correct, uh, to our listeners that you can we can all think differently about how we manage our healthcare. Absolutely. So um, I consider myself, and, and when I was listening to that, I was just thinking, wow, spot on. That's exactly how I feel. And I'm excited to, to get to some other questions I'm sure that I'm going to get to answer. But I really consider myself to be part of a movement, right, that shifts mm -hmm. our society's perceptions of aging and provide them the tools to support it. And so the impact that this could have on individuals, on families, on communities, and the world is enormous because slowing down and giving up too early, which is what is happening now to many individuals, is the greatest waste of human capital ever. Right. And we, you know, we can focus on the wrong thing, like the outside in thing, which is, oh my goodness, we don't have enough money in this country. We have so many problems to solve. But actually, if we could transform the thinking into how much more productive we could all be, if we just took care of our mind, body, and spirit, mm -hmm. you know, which is, you yes. know, what you and I were lucky enough to realize sometime earlier in our life. And, you know, that's, so I want to just set this up. Uh, just part of the discussion up. So I teach client that there is this symbolic doorway that we all have in front of us. And usually we know it's there, but we ignore it. And that's what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the doorway of transforming your health. And usually it's fear of the unknown, fear of change. It's also fear of being disapproved of, fear of getting out of our comfort zone. So you know, I had to walk through that doorway, but it was the motivation that made me do that. And for me, it was hitting the glass ceiling at work. And my image of myself was that I was going to be richer, uh, have more, more authority, you know, all of that. I wanted more for myself. So I want to discuss the doorway to transformation and, you know, what it was for you, what it is for your clients. How do we get people to like be willing to listen and walk through that doorway? Well, it's tough, and I'll tell you why it's tough. Because you've hit you've hit on probably one of the most important elements of this. In fact, it, during it, during your opening, you talked about you know you as a young child and and what what you thought you wanted to be or what others people thought you should be or you know who you should love or you know what life looks like for you. We define that. I define that at Ideal Life three hundred and sixty and the and, and uh, through the Vital Lifelong Alignment Program as the culturally conforming conveyor belt. Mm. So I want to talk about the culturally conforming conveyor belt and another uh, element called the prime time myth and where okay, these things good. come from. Okay. So the first one is this concept of the culturally conforming conveyor belt. It is an incredibly powerful force that exists in our society to fit in. Yeah. It's taught by well-meaning individuals, right? That are also caught in the, uh, the culturally conforming conveyor belt. These are teachers, it's TV, it's our clergy, right? It's our parents. Um, it's just what society kind of considers uh, to be normal and acceptable. And what it does is it serves primarily as a reason for us as human beings to settle versus seeking, striving, and creating. 
which is where the human uh, you know, persona is most powerful. It's what your mind strives for constantly, is that seeking, striving, creating mechanism. And then we have the primetime myth. This is a perpetuation of a set of ideas of what life, retirement, and aging is supposed to be. It, but the problem is it's based in culture. It is not based in science. Ah, okay. That, <laughs> we have to make sure that that is heard. Yes. You know, it's, it's a cultural message as opposed to a scientific reality. Right. And so I help people solve that. One of the things that I do, I do many things, but one of the things that I'm really uh, passionate about is helping people solve the prime time myth. Because there is a misunderstanding about how long people believe they will live. That is different than how long they will live. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, as financial planners, that's really a very key question. So can you tell us more about how you help people bust that primetime myth? I, I can. So it, it's, it's through a series of, of transformational learning exercises and through a program because it, we, we've got to make sure that, that, number one, you've got to recognize, right, that the, these issues exist. And, and then that should motivate you to do something about it. Um, and I will share it with you that people fit into one of two categories. It, it, we can see them kind of breaking, having the momentum to break free of the orbit of the culturally conforming conveyor belt or not. So, mm -hmm. and, and here's where it is. Most people underestimate how long they will live by 20 years or more. Wow, that is a big number. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. And, and, and I could go down. Let me just try and explain it. So th and this then leads to many mistakes in how they decide to live their lives. And perhaps the biggest mistake is what we call the primetime myth. In general, people believe that their prime productive years are between ages 25 and 55. But this is a myth and it's a remnant of the industrial revolution. When most people did manual labor and they were worn out by 55. But today, in today's modern society, where most people are employed in knowledge type businesses and professions, the new prime time is between 55 and 85. The, it, I call it the wisdom years, right? Wisdom and knowledge is incredibly powerful. The problem is that most people have already given up and they slow down and they waste their prime years. And not only that, but because of this, they often compromise on their health, their wealth, and their happiness. And it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. You just look around. I, we'll, we'll go through a couple of examples here, perhaps, and then I'm going to ruin it for everybody because they're going to see it. <laughs> okay. Well, I want you to just keep doing that. Just keep, keep going. Give us some examples, ruin it for us. That's, that's the only way we can actually get to the moment where we are willing to walk through the doorway to thinking differently. So go right. ahead. So um, I find it really interesting that you just watch TV, just watch TV and the messaging and the commercials. And when they talk about aging, how old are the people in, in, in these commercials? Right. 
they're, they're not nearly as old as the, the, the ailments that they're pretending that these individuals potentially have, or they're, they're advertising that they have. That right? is certainly true. Yes. The, the other thing, here's an example, you know, um, how we're taught the following, right? As a society, um, let me, um, let's say that I was going to, to the airport with my family. And that included my family and perhaps my, my uh, father-in-law and mother-in-law. And, you know, they're only a couple decades older than me and they're certainly capable. And here's, here's something I say to them, Oh, let me get that bag. Right? So what am I perpetuating? I'm somehow suggesting to them that they're no longer capable of doing the action of picking up their suitcase or their bag, right? While they are perfectly capable of doing it. But what we're doing in that, that simple action, which we think that we're doing out of kindness, right? And maybe in some cultures, it's out of respect. But what we're actually doing is we're diminishing their capability of human beings because they are capable of taking care of that. So what we, you know, that's just a, a, a quick, you know, quick example of, of kind of how we do that. And just look at, look at advertising and, and, and how they portray age and aging. Um, and, you know, of course, our society, I've got a whole section on this on, you know, who came up with the whole age 65 for retirement? That's a, that's a whole show in and of itself. Uh, it, it would shock you. So the programs that I tend to participate uh, in and coach supply a method to overcome this primetime myth. And what it does is it helps individuals shift their perception about how long they have to live and how healthy they will be during that time so that they can live into what I call a more real prime time with health and vitality. Then they become role models for others around them. Mm. And using the tools, as since we're talking about the Vital Lifelong Alignment Program, we all can impact the perception around lifespan, health spans, and the new prime time. So the first step for this is that you do have to change your paradigm. You have to realize that this, this is going to be a big shift in thinking. Mm -hmm. And only when you accept that or embrace it or really get that, are you then going to be able to take new action? And of course, the new actions could be in uh, many different parts of your life, not just in the health parts of your life, but in the relationships that you have and the work that you decide to do and um, how you manage your money, all of those things. So am I getting this now? This is how yes. you are doing the 360 degrees. Right. Because there's more to that. I mean, this is just kind of one entry point uh, uh, to, to that process because uh, what, what ends up happening is once you break through this paradigm, there's this natural aha moment that people discover. And it's like, okay, now what, mm -hmm. right now, now what do I do? Right. Um, and, and here's the issue, because this is another simple example for the audience. If I were to stop people on the street and ask them, what's the average age of, um, you know, an American male or female um, at death in the United States? What would it be? And I will share with you uh, or I will ask the question. Uh, let me let me do it this way. Let me ask the question. I'll ask somebody, how old do you think you'll be on the day that you die? Right. And I, what I find is you get one of two responses. You'll get something maybe in their mid to late 70s, believe it or not. 
and and then I'll query where they came up with that. And I kind of exposed it in the in the preamble to this is they'll tell me, well, I heard on the radio that the average lifespan of an American is 76 or 78 or whatever. And I figure that's when I'm going to die. Right. Well, OK. The question that I would have for that individual is, do you have any idea what that number is based on? Well, that number is the at birth number. That is how old an individual who was born 76 or 78 years ago would be today if they died. And oh, by the way, half of the population is still alive. And it doesn't take into consideration that one of the, the most dangerous times is being an infant and an adolescent and a young adult. But if you make it through those three periods and you're in your 40s or 50s or 60s, your average lifespan is not 76 or 78. It's much later than that. Here's another question that I ask. If they say, well, I'm going to live until I'm 95. And I said, what informs you? How'd you come about that number? And this is the classic answer. It's a good one, but it's wrong. My fill in the blank, mother, grandmother, great grandmother all lived until they were in their late 90s or even age 100. And, and so, and I said, Okay, so what, what impact does that have on you? I come from a strong gene pool. Now, here's the thing. Genes are important, but they're not as important as most people think. In fact, geneticists have argued this over and over and over, and it ranges anywhere from 7% to 20. They've kind of decided that it's somewhere in the low teens. Mm -hmm. The rest of that has nothing to do with it. And so what I share with people is, your genes are important, but here's what's more important. You've seen that it's possible. Right. You've witnessed that that is. And so that's informed your way of thinking into the fact that that is what is possible. And so you have already programmed in your mind that that is what your expectation is. So guess what? You probably will. Mm hmm. So in uh, I'm I uh, so I was going to answer 92 because that's what <laughs> Fair enough it's it's a common yeah. answer I get one of two Yeah but you know there's also the person that says well I'm already living longer than I expected because my dad died uh, you know 10 years before my age and so I find that those people often are the ones that are giving up because they actually think they're on borrowed time Yes and then there's another category, and that is they, they say, I don't ever want to be that old because they have a perception, again, because of feedback that they've been you know, uh, gathering throughout their lifetime, that aging is not fun, right? right. So, so here's, here's what I like to tell people about that. There's no getting around growing older but aging is optional. Oh, I love that because we get older every year just by means of the calendar uh, changing. And, you know, of course, I think some of the newer messages that are out there is that, you know, you're only as young as you feel and your age, your number doesn't really mean anything. But we're talking about something much more <laughs> elemental, deeper than that. Really. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to have those conversations. And, and again, there's some individuals that they're just going to stay on the culturally conforming conveyor belt. And there's some individuals that say, I'm getting off at the next stop. Well, I think what I want to end with before we go to our final break is just the fact that 
there is a way to shift your thinking to create a new paradigm, which will ultimately be uh, take you into a whole new phase of your life with all sorts of possibilities to become the happiest, most successful, and most financially um, abundant as you want to be. And so that's what we're going to explore later as we after we come back from break. So we'll be right back, everyone. What would it be like to be in the best shape of your life, both physically and mentally, every day for the rest of your life? Have awesome relationships with the people you care most about, never having to worry about money again. What would it be like if you suddenly discovered you had 20 more years to live than you ever imagined? What would you do with those extra years of your life? What new big challenges would you take on? What would be next? Visit Ideallife360.com to rethink, redefine, and reinvent the best years of your life. Teresa Leftenant believes that women deserve to reinvent their financial lives from avoidance and confusion to clarity and commitment by creating a wealthy money mindset and informed financial planning skill set. Without an understanding of their early money programming, women will continue to create the same unwanted financial circumstances they want to avoid. If you truly want to change your relationship and results with money, you must face what you really think and feel about money and transform it. Ready to change your mind about money? Visit reinventingher.com to schedule a chat with Teresa. That's reinventingher.com. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant. Now, my guest, Brad Berger, is a master certified integrated life integrative life coach. And um, we have been talking a lot about the idea of changing our paradigm around uh, the length of our life. And what that brings uh, up for us is that, oh my goodness, we have so much more opportunity to embrace the possibilities of becoming more of who we are meant to be, of spending more time with the people we love, of um, exploring the planet, of having major adventures, all of those things. So, you know, on your website, you say, you know, you're really for people who quote, want the most out of life. And for a lot of people, we don't really know what that is sometimes, you know, and you have to help people really explore the possibilities once they change their mind around how long they could actually be living. Is that right? Yes, it is. And, and, and again, one of the things that that does is it, it, you, you know, you're to use an old adage, you're upsetting the apple cart. Right. right. So you're, you're taking away kind of a perception that maybe they had for decades and all of a sudden you're altering it. And, and there's a lot of emotion that comes in. I mean, there can be feelings of guilt. There can be feelings of resentment. Um, there, there can be, you know, boy, I've, I've wasted my time and I can never get it back. And, and so, you know, understanding that we're, what we're doing is we're not, you know, we all have a past um, and there's, there's no real, you know, there's no changing that past, but but we can make a conscious decision on the very next thing that we do to make it different and better. And so it's really about how are we going to live our life from this day forward, recognizing that that most people have much longer than they think that they do. And that's the first thing that we need to do. We need mm-hmm. to expand a perception that, you know, you're going to live longer than you thought. 
And that, mm-hmm. therefore, as a result of that, we do have some time remaining and to make the absolute best of that. And we have to approach that from a wide variety of different modalities, right? So, I mean, we, um, I, I run regular webinar series on, on variety, you know, various topics and whether it's, you know, it's a goal setting, as I like to say, but, but on steroids, um, or whether it's, you know, a series like I'm running right now on balance and self-care, or whether it's on your own transformation, right, or uh, how to use time efficiently. I mean, it, it, there's all sorts of, of wonderful exercises that people go through. And, and what I share with, with um, uh, folks that, that come to those webinars and I work with either personally or kind of in a group setting is every single one of those exercises, a tool that I'm putting in your life's toolbox. Um, some of them are really going to resonate with you. I'm a big fan of journaling and I recommend that people journal, um, and, and they go back and they take a look at those exercises and they look at where they, you know, how far they've come. Right. Uh, because that's, that's another problem that we identify in the human condition is we're always looking forward, 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 but we never look back just to realize just how far we have come, um, from, a, a circumstance, a challenge, um, um, or, you know, where we were in our past. And I think that that's, that's, that's really, that's really important. And yes, it, it's for individuals that I think want to say, you know, there is more, there's more I can do. I've got more time. I've got more energy. Um, and, and I'm going to figure out what to do with that. And I can give myself permission to have it the way I've always wanted it to be, even if I haven't been able to do it exactly the way I wanted up till now. To me, I I know for women in particular, being given the permission to live life the way they want to live it is is a big thing. Yeah. And so I want to I want to make one little comment. Uh, so that, cause I don't want to miss this. You talk about exercises. So now there's a different way of learning a new way of living. There's reading about it. And then there's doing what you and I both call experiential mm-hmm. learning. So can you comment about why that's more powerful than just reading a book about it? Oh, absolutely. So, um, n- number one, um, I, I think it's an opportunity for me to provide examples and, 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 and I'm an open book, right? Um, I always tell people I'm a work in progress too, right? So this, um, I, I, sometimes I, I share with people, one of the best things about being a life coach is you get to constantly work on yourself. Um, uh, because as I'm preparing for all this sort of stuff, I do this alongside, you know, my clients. I have a coach, right? I have multiple coaches that are working on in these particular areas uh, with me. And, and, it's, it's one thing to say, here's a worksheet, fill it out, right? And then it's another thing to say, hey, let's talk about this particular subject, right? And here is a thought. How do you address this? What are your thinking around this? I always like to ask the question, what surprised you about mm-hmm. the responses that mm-hmm. you provided? And then I always like to have an action plan, but I'm, all, I'm always very conscious. Um, a single, simple, doable thing. Because the other part that I think that people get um, kind of involved in is overwhelm. Yeah. Right? It, it's just, it's a massive elephant. And I always tell people, you know, the best way to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. Single, simple, doable thing. What is the next step you have to take? Mm-hmm. And then after that one, what would be the next step after that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's important and, and guided exercises I find are far more effective as, as well as 
what ends up happening is you carve out the necessary time mm-hmm. and you focus on it because you have somebody yeah. to be accountable to. It's time focus. And also just understanding that that's how you get to know yourself a little better yeah, is absolutely. by do and, 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 and answering questions like you're saying that you ask the folks that are in your courses. Okay. I do want to ask you this in all of this, you know, working with people that you've done through your career, is there one area that you find people want to change or improve more than another? Well, um, I think it's what I'll call the big three. Oh, good. Okay. How, how about that? Yep. Uh, su- surprise, surprise. Money, <laughs> right? <laughs> Health and relationships. I actually thought career might be in that list, but it, relationships I get. Career yeah. is a is a fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's yeah. it it tends to be money and that can be related by the way to career, right? Sure, but, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it 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 tends to be money health relationships. Mhm. So, okay. So let's um <laughs> put a flashlight on um career because yeah. you've had you know, much of your career has Mm -hmm. been around coaching other people about how to meet their career goals. So what, tell us some things that you really are the juicy uh, tools that people can have in their career field. Well, I, I I think um, it is, I don't want this to come across as trite, right? Because I I think that it, it can be a bit overused, but goal setting, is important, but it's the manner in which you set those goals. I think that any goal, whether it's a personal milestone goal that's financially related or whether it's a career goal that you have, a success goal that you have to to have, it has to be, it just absolutely has to be aligned with with your values. Yes. That's number one. The other two, the the other things that I think are are important is, is when I ask people to set a goal, I have five components to that goal. Number one, what is it, right? So let's, let's name it. And then I want a word or a phrase that describe what it means to you. So mm-hmm. for example, uh, retirement, oftentimes they say, well, that's freedom. So what it is, is retirement. What it represents is freedom. Um, and then I always say, how much money? That's mm-hmm. number three, when? And when I say when, I want a specific date. Yeah. Right? As in, you know, August 10th and a year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then it's really important, I think, uh, to imagine yourself on that date, accomplishing that goal, visualizing that that's, that's happened. And to say to yourself, what are a few words or a phrase that would describe what you'd be thinking or feeling having accomplished that goal? And so those, when you, when you do that, this is what I find. People will accomplish more than they thought possible on a time frame they could have never imagined. Yeah, there's there's a quite a bit of study about that regarding yes. visualization and mm-hmm. actually, um, and then you know the other part is to actually say it out loud and actually right. share it with other people and so on. Um, so, and you have, but you have to be com- you have to be working with somebody who's comfortable going through that process. That is so true. Exactly. You know, matching a, an accountability partner is not no. an easy thing to do. No. No. <laughs> 
Okay. So I want to take, we just have a, like about 10 minutes left. I want to step back a minute and mm-hmm. say, so there are very few of us in our profession that are embracing these kinds of topics, these kinds of conversations with our clients. You know, we put it under the category of life coaching because that's a terminology that people can relate to. And so um, why do you think that more financial advisors don't include these kinds of life coaching processes in their practice? So we only have 10 minutes. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Number one, I think there's a massive misperception on both advisors as well as, um, people who are seeking out financial advisors is that, is that what, what is financial advising? And I don't like that term uh, right, because I, I use the term comprehensive financial planning, mm-hmm. right? Which is different. Um, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, someone can look us up and figure out what that means. Uh, but, it, but at any rate, um, I, I think it comes from the fact that um, number one, they're uncomfortable having uncomfortable conversations, yes. um, asking deep, meaningful questions about somebody's values, about why something's truly important to them. Um, and to go into the sort of conversations that life coaches need to be comfortable with is not what they teach you at the CFP school, uh, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? That's just, well, they didn't. They actually are starting to recognize behavioral finance as as, as right. There has you know, been some little bit of movement. Yeah, a little bit of progress there. Mm-hmm. I I think that that's that's one uh, thing. Um, and you know, I also think that at least from my perspective, I, I may not be able to answer the reasons why, but I'll just share with you what my perspective is. Um, I really feel and uh, that what I specialize in is. I'm a life coach who specializes in money. Mm-hmm. Money is the reason, right? Or if I'm doing career coaching, that, that's, that's the, the element. But as we talk about life coaching and financial planning, we oftentimes talk about the squid on their face. So mm-hmm. the, the, what they walk in is this big squid on their face and they can't see anything other than that. And what that is, is some money problem or some problem related to money, or they need to get their finances in order. But, but once you solve that problem, you truly solve that problem for them. And as we like to say, get them to a point where they're freeing up physical and mental space and time so they can focus on things that are more important than money. There's a natural epiphany that I recognized that I was ill-equipped to handle, which is why as another reason that I sought out to be a life coach was because they said, and now what? And, mm-hmm. and, what, and what that was really, they were really asking is, is, so now what do I do with my life? Now that you've solved this particular problem, what's next for me? How do I make a bigger impact? What Mm -hmm. am I going to do? And so I was like, wow, I better get my act together and I better equip myself to be able to answer those questions Mm -hmm. uh, for my clients and provide them with the tools that are going to be necessary to help them excel in this next stage of their life. Exactly. Um, And, you know, life coaching is something that is becoming so specialized. Um, There are certifications for it, which makes sure people know what they're doing Mm -hmm. when they're giving advice. But when you're adding it to the money issues, it does exactly what you said. It it opens the person up. Oh, I don't have to focus just on how much money I'm going to make and whether I'm spending too much and how much I'm putting in this plan or that plan. Um, And so that's why we hope 
you and I that it becomes a larger part of financial planning in our country and and the world. Okay, so we have to just uh, finish up now with you telling us about the amazing menu of online life enhancement courses you have. You also do live events. So, you know, share with our listeners how they can take advantage of your courses and your toolkit. Well, I've got a special offer for your listeners. Perfect. Um, And and that is that uh, if you go to ideallife360.com and you click on courses, uh, there's a series of courses on there that range from uh, the most recent uh, webinar series that we've been conducting, you know, over throughout the pandemic, um, as well as uh, a live event that we had right before that. We also had an Ideal Life Day um, in early 2021. It was virtual. all of those courses are on there. The whole Vital Lifelong Alignment program's on there. Um, and by the way, there's an intro that's completely free. And then the course is ridiculously discounted already, um, as well as the other courses. But for any of your listeners who, uh, through the month of April, so from now and through the month of April, uh, if they use the code REINVENTION, they can receive 50% off of all of those courses. Um, I think you wanted to ask me, and, and so, and you know, as many as they want to fill up with their uh, with their cart. I do do um, so. My area of specialty in career coaching happens to be around financial advisors, and there's a program in there. If there are any financial advisors listening, uh, called Practice Revolution. Um, the coupon would work for that as well. Which I'm taking right now and it's excellent. I'm learning so much about how to improve my own practice. So, all right. So any last thoughts before we have to say goodbye for this time? I know you'll be back. This has been phenomenal. Um, (laughs) I've really enjoyed this and it's always fun to talk about the evolution um, and Mm -hmm. to to, just to introduce individuals to the concept that there might be some few folks out there that do this just a little bit differently. Absolutely. And, you know, we're using our life experience and then our our purpose and our passion in order to uh, share that with people that uh, really want to show up and uh, do the work, as we say. Yes, absolutely. You have to be able to be willing to do the work the goals require. Exactly. Well, thank you, Brad, so much for being with me today. I really had a great time. All right, everyone. Next week, our guest will be Sarah Schneider. She's an executive leadership coach and founder of the Badass Leader Intensive. Our topic will be how to disrupt a lifetime of conditioning so you can reimagine your leadership and do the work you were born to do. Exactly what we were just talking about. So thank you for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I'm so grateful to host a radio show where I get to inspire women to live a wealthy life by interviewing wonderful, bright, brilliant, experienced people who are doing just that. So don't miss out on any of our incredibly talented guests. You can listen live every week on 1150kknw.com and subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you, Alexis Lieutenant Gregory, composer of our theme music, Eric, my producer, my team at Cornerstone Financial Strategies, and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa, T-R-E-S-A, Lieutenant. And you can learn more about working with me at reinventingher.com. Finally, remember, ladies, you deserve a wealthy life and to attain financial independence, which is your birthright. When you align your values and your goals, you get your financial house in order, you can build and gain financial confidence so you can overcome any challenge and create that wealthy life on your terms. Thank you. We'll see you next week. 
Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and reinvention mentor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventingher.com.